everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ambivalence. I'm Scott. I'm Nick. And with us today is uh, Jason Baygood and Nathan McDougal. You guys all know Jason from uh, the Grandmaster Flexin on uh, Facebook with all his, you know, records and stuff. And uh, yeah. Nathan, uh, Nathan just shit posts on Jason's post, so it's great. Um, and they're coming from the new band, uh, up and coming band, I should say, uh, Space Age Zero. So they should join us, guys. No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely. How's your Tuesday night going? Jason, you were the one that kept us waiting late, so let's hear it. Oh, man. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you the truth. I'm late because I was uh, in the Arby's drive-thru getting a milkshake. So, <laughs> awesome. I'm sitting with an Arby's vanilla shake right now. So, in I'm the tr- parking lot? <laughs> no, I'm at home now. But... I am truly jealous. Yes, they're very good. All right. I guess that's acceptable. <laughs> All right, Nick Scott. Uh, I, I was looking as this airs, or when this airs, I think we'll be celebrating about a one-year anniversary of the podcast, right? So, congratulations on that. Oh, oh thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we we were gonna do an episode, but Nick has surgery this coming weekend, so we're gonna put that on hold. Yeah, so he can recover. So, yeah, but thanks. Yeah, it's it's crazy how uh, how fast this has gone, and and. How people are sticking with us, and the man—it's just—it's humbling. That's for sure. It's really so, cool. So, not counting Jason and I, who was the worst guest? <laughs> we haven't even the started. one where I, the one the one where I sat down with Nick. <laughs> it was just Nick and I. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. So that's, oh, that's easy. That's easy. The one where I had to send us the black metal for an hour. <laughs> oh, I'd be in on that one. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're not getting any dirt. Oh fuck no. no! I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, nobody really has been all that bad. Everybody's no, been pretty everyone, cool. No, people agree to do it, and that and that's awesome. I'm not gonna shit on that. <laughs> Jason and I are gonna do a podcast where we just shit on the guests. That that's a brilliant guys, idea. This sounds like a podcast takeover. Here's your first episode. <laughs> it, will, it will be like a trial run. run. It'll be like when Howard Stern took over the Arsenio Hall show as a guest. <laughs> so tell us a little about, you know, how you guys, your, how you guys have been friends, what, Jason, over 30 years now? Oh, yeah. man, it seems like it. Yeah, so I, I think I, I met, yeah, so Nathan, I met you through the Byrne Brothers back in the day. Um, so probably mid-90s, I think. Yeah. Um, somewhere around there, yeah. So and then, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, from going to shows and everything and then off and on. And then, you know, kind of like with most people in the past, like 10, 15 years, you know, through the power of social media, kind of reconnected uh, through social media and seeing each other at shows again and things like that. And we just kind of realized, um, you know, Hey, you know, there's seems like things are picking up again in the scene. You know, we've both been in bands before it's time to do it again. So that's kind of where we are. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy. It's crazy social media brings people together. I mean, seriously, it's it's insane what it can do. Right? It's as close as I want to get to people I went to high school with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. So from what Jason was saying, uh, through the Byrne brothers, that's Mike and Bob Byrne. Uh, Mike Byrne's been in bands, Methadones, Dan Vapid and the Cheats, uh, Vindictives. And Jason and I were both in bands with Mike as well. Uh, I've known Mike since I was like 16. He has an older brother. So any of the cool old videos you see from 
uh, of the bands in our bubble that you love, whether it's Green Day, Screeching Weasel, anything. Bob recorded all those videos. Uh, oh, no. Nice. They're not a focus fans in. So, yeah. Um, you know, so the through it is through them that I met Jason. We'd see him at shows and everything. So, Jason and I have known each other for a while. We began discussing, you know, having a band, probably what, maybe right before COVID hit, Jason? That sounded yeah. about right to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it just kind of worked out. And then we, uh, we, Jason got in touch with Brian, uh, Brian Zarnick. Uh, I'll give him a plug for his book, too. He has a book on Amazon about Chicago punk and his journey through it. It's pretty interesting stuff. He was in bands, uh, Bow Weevils and Oblivion, to name a couple. And um, we met up with Brian. We went to his house for, like, the first kind of practice. But I wouldn't say there was much practice, more just hanging out and looking at his toys and record collection um through there we added uh steve on guitar and steve's in a band called death in memphis uh my big beautiful was also in naked reagan as well for a period and then we added to complete it uh tom spielman uh from i love rich of chicago band some of you may know uh he's also another band called shallow dive and they completed the lineup that's nice. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, and that's you guys. Honestly, are awesome. I mean, you guys put those Facebook feeds, and I watch every time. It's good shit, man. You guys are doing something fun. Only because we get rid of the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know that Jason played bass. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How Little long? How long? Too. How long? How long have I been playing bass? Uh, I mean, yeah. seriously, since like college. So I was in a few <laughs> bands. I, I kind of came out of that uh midwest central illinois kind of emo scene of like the late 90s when i was in college so was in uh was in a kind of my first band down there was like an emo band that uh was called civic we played shows with bands like braid and you know others from that area um then from there was a real emo name i like it civic (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's something you you uh, you guys didn't know he was so sensitive did you yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was. I was not not a forming member, but you know, it got it, you know, it got me into playing serious. That was the first time I played in bands and stuff. Then was in another band down there. And then um, after after that, or in the late nineties, was in a, a band, Urban Idols, with Mike Byrne, who you know Nathan mentioned before. Um, so that was kind of the last serious punk band i was in that you know recorded and and played live and and did shows and stuff and then you know kind of like a lot of folks our age had to you know take time off you know start a family full-time job that whole thing and you know off and on played in some local bands here and there and then you know you know now here we are now just uh trying to kind of get back doing what we what we love doing that's awesome I didn't have much of a life, so I got to be like the unofficial roadie for the Urban Idols. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so that was good times. That's cool. Yeah. I actually, uh, I, I never heard of Urban Idols until you contacted me and I uh, put you on one of those compilation CDs we did. Yeah, and that's right. I, I'm a big fan, actually. I listen to that. It's like on regular rotation on my playlist, some of your songs, so. Oh, really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'll give a quick plug for uh, Punkhead Records. Uh, you know, Jimmy and the guys from Capcom Heroes uh, run that label. And uh, I was just talking to him, you know, a few years back. Um, he was just kind of asking if I was doing anything with music. And 
told him I wasn't at the time, but I've been sitting on like our final recording and he said, well, you know, let's just put it out digitally so it gets out there. So he helped get those tracks out there. Then, you know, from there, got some of those tracks and other comms. So that kind of got me back into, you know, getting that bug again of, of doing a band as well. So well, definitely a lot has to be credited to those guys too, for helping me get back into it. Oh, for sure. So uh, you guys got them to blame. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the little wisecracks coming here and there. <laughs> so, Jason, who was your least favorite member of Urban Idols? Let's hear it. Least favorite? Uh, that'd be a four. That'd probably be a former member. Uh, I'm gonna get dirt out of one of you before the night's up. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> so, Jason, pro- also. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say probably probably Mike for ending the whole thing because you know Dan stole him when he moved back to town for the methadones, but I can't blame him. So if I was in his position, I would have done the same thing. So yeah, I'll call that an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, Jason, you also write for Punk Rock News, right? Yeah, I do. Punk News, yeah. Punk News, yeah. Is that is that your thing, or is that just like is that someone else's blog that you? Yeah, no, I, um, there was a guy, he's actually originated here in the Chicago area. His name is uh, Jeff Sorley. He does a publication now called uh, That's Punk Enough for Me, if you're familiar with that news site. Um, yeah. But when he was still with uh, Punk News, he was just looking for uh, for some new folks to write for. And I said, oh, that's kind of cool. Always wanted to do it. So I just uh, reached out and, you know, he just gave me a few to sample and do. Um and, uh, you know, kind of passed the test, so to speak. You know, he gave some really good feedback about, you know, just writing and just, you know, so now it's great. Yeah, I just I do a lot of reviews and, um, uh, you know, it's great to just it's, it's a good chance to keep up with new things that are going on. Because there's I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of albums I probably want to be even checked out, you know, um, just because sure. it's hard to check out everything. So it kind of forces you to keep up. So that's a part about it I really love and just um the, the niche that I built for myself is there's not that many people that cover the bubble. It's, it's funny if you, if you read comments on a lot of my reviews, um, I get a lot of repeat comments like, oh, of course, it's this guy reviewing this album. Like, uh, you know, um, you know, you guys know Nick Spoon. When I recorded, yeah. when I reviewed Lesser Creatures, I was like the comment like, oh, I, I could tell just by the album cover and that Jason reviewed it, what this is going to sound like. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny. I get that. Yeah. So now, you know, again, a lot of, you know, bands and labels come to me direct to school. And I'm, I'm trying to branch out because I like doing the record thing, but the thing that I've kind of really started doing this year, I've been doing more live reviews and I kind of want, I've been doing a couple of interviews too. So going to hopefully try and expand on that a little bit. That's cool. You know, it's just, it's all time when time permits too, but right. Sure. I I always wanted to like because Nick Nick and Nick have pushed me to like try to do like reviews, but I just don't have the words for it because I just like this is great. Why? Because it sounds awesome. I don't have like the words to to that would make it interesting. And I don't know how you how like how your process is of doing that. I, I well, I listen to every album no less than three times, and I take a lot of notes on every song, every bridge, and I, I pe- I've given people some of my notes, and they can't believe I take it to that extreme. But it's just I kind of feel like, to be fair, like you know, you read some reviews, and it's just they literally mention like two song titles out of ten, and you can mm-hmm. tell that there's no way they listen to the whole album. You could tell by reading the review, and I just think right. I don't know if you I review. Think I, I think- I think everyone wants to do reviews, 
without listening or thinking about what doing a review actually takes. Like, think of all the horrible albums he's had to listen to three times. <laughs> you know, like, just go through that. Like, how early, like, how many albums do you bail on right away? Like, nope, no, thank you. And oh, yeah. part, part of it's cynical and funny, but uh, I remember Richard Roper talked about um, reviewing movies. And he goes, everyone thinks it's a great job. And it's not reviewing the great movies that's bad, of course. And it's not even the real bad movies that are hard to review. It's just the so much of the middle-of-the-road average movies that he has to sit through. And I, I feel the same way about albums. Like, no way would I want to sit through and listen to all, every album that comes in. You know, there's just not enough time in the day to listen to what you want to listen to. So right. I give Jason a lot of credit because he really does put a lot of effort into those reviews. Yeah, for uh, sure. It sounds no, like I it. appreciate it. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, it, it what helps is actually you know work working from home. You know, full time now with you know mm. post pandemic. So you know, get get a lot of time while I'm doing work just to listen to stuff or at lunchtime or stuff. So if I wasn't doing that, I don't think it would be as easy. But sure. And all the negative comments are me under aliases. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> hey, hey, speaking of work, uh, what do you guys do for work? Go ahead, Jason. Oh, yeah, I'm, I, I do cybersecurity. I, I work for one of the, the major insurance companies that, uh, oh, you know, cool. keeps, you, keeps you in good hands. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, uh, I kind of my background's in accounting, and I kind of, that evolved into kind of going more the IT route, so. Okay, that's yeah, cool. boring corporate work, but pays yeah. the bills. Right, now I, uh, I sell aerial lifts, like scissor lifts, boom lifts, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. That's cool. Well, hey, so how'd you guys meet? I know, I know, Nick, you are in Florida. Yep. Scott, you're in Indiana. Yeah. We met on Match.com. That's cool. Christian Mingle. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Christian Mingle. Uh, it's, it's, it's weird how we met. I don't know. Um, they put out the Wild Sandals first album, and I loved it. And then. I I don't know. Nick's like, hey, this guy's buying our shit. We should probably, we should probably go talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and they wrote me in after that. Three years of history. That's yeah, I, just, I don't know. We just kind of clicked. I don't know. It was just like, it was just Basic, super awesome to talk it was to. Facebook. Yeah, it was Facebook. Yeah, social media, yeah. Because yep. Indiana is like the Florida of the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> I've we never heard more, that one before. We have more corn. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have. It's just corn. Well, <laughs> and 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 bad politics. Both of you. Of course. Politics. Oh, it's it's terrible. Oh, yeah, it's horrendous. It's awful. It's all right. Yeah, so, I, so let's talk religion, not like jerking off in church. Like uh, <laughs> we're gonna skip that one. So is that okay. one is that one only on eight tracks? So it's not gonna come across my desk, or oh, no, that one that that's from the last podcast. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought, I thought we were talking about the. The new, the new wimpy band or whatever. Oh, uh, Mercy oh. Fox. Yeah. All right, never mind. I thought, I thought that's no. what we were speaking of. Oh no, yeah, they, they had that song like "I Beat Off in Church" or something. Yeah. Like. yeah, yeah, that's a fun video. I just, I haven't heard the whole thing yet, but. Yeah, Athena, Athena, if you listen, hook Jason up with a copy. No, she won't. <laughs> She'll say you don't have an eight-track player. Every time I ask her for one, she says, "I'm not going to send you anything." I'm like, well, right. to be fair, you barely have a record player. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got a Victrola and a Crosley, but it works. Hey, that's as long what, as it that's works. That's why I give Jason a hard time. Like Jason has, like Jason is the 
true record collector to the sense of every color of a no effects record that he wants, he's got it. Um, <laughs> what what does Discogs say? I don't know. I'm sure Discogs will tell him what his collection is worth. He has like a fairly valuable collection, like a fifty dollar record player. <laughs> but hey, as long as that's what, rep- record. that's what repressors are for, man. <laughs> true, true. Oh, my misfit originals don't touch the turntable. Makes sense. Hey, yeah. you guys, pro or pro or anti Spotify? Uh, I'm indifferent. I use Bandcamp. Yeah, I if so, I was, I I'm not anti, but I I always go to Bandcamp. All right, fair enough. We, we we were having this debate in a group text we have with some uh, local guys in the scene, and um, Jason and I are pretty pro Spotify for for just the variety. But sure. again, you know, like for there are a lot of bands we want to support, and as I look through your guest list, a lot of a lot of bands on there that we do support. Um, obviously, we'll buy the physical media, but I love for fifteen bucks a month, I can listen to whatever I want that's on there. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah, that's, I like. It's definitely nice. I like Bandcamp more now. They ever they offer the queue and the shuffle because for years they never had a shuffle. Yeah, if you play, if you play an album, if you play an album, you have to listen to that whole album. And but exactly. now, now that there's a shuffle, I mean, this is fantastic. I can just put that shit on on repeat and just <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm gonna have to play around with that because that's always been my like uh, issue with Bandcamp. It's like great when you like specifically know what you want to listen to, but like. Like Nate was saying with uh with, with Spotify, it's great. You know, like the daily mix, like their algorithms are really good. Like, you know, if I listen to five bands in a row and then I do like a recommended daily mix, it's like very rarely am I like skipping a track of like, oh, this sounds great. Oh, it's this band. Like, oh, right. I haven't heard their new one yet or whatever. Like they always get it right. And it's, you know, even going pretty underground too. Um, not just like only the, you know, epitaph at record stuff. I mean, if you go, you know, more even in our scene, like they get it right, which is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Hey, as long as people are listening, that's the uh, that's the important thing. You know, whatever your preferred format is, but yeah, it's an interesting debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, I don't know. I I, I don't use Spotify, so I'm kind of indifferent about it. I've used all the major streaming services. To me, Spotify is the the best of them, but again, it's a preference thing. Sure. Yeah. So I, I heard, Nick, you were going to Fest to see uh, Dan's bands, correct? Dan Vapid's bands? Yes, definitely. That'll be pretty cool. Have you, have you seen them before? No, it'll be a first time, and I'm a fucking huge Dan Vapid fan. So I'm very excited about that show. Yeah, I don't blame I know Jason and I are big Vapid fans as well. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I know I've seen Scott at the last... Were you at the last Methadone show, Scott? Uh, no, I was at the Kepi Gooley and Dan Vapid show at Chop Chop. Okay, that's right. I remember that one. And then after that, I was at the Jason show with the Dwarves that the Queers couldn't make it to. But I still had fun. You going to go back out to the Queers show? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back out. I'm going to go to the December show, and then I'm going to see Dan Vapid and Methadones the 19th or 18th of uh, November when they come to Chicago. I think that's the Cobra nice. Lounge. Okay, yeah. great. We'll see you at that one. Did you go to the fest, yeah. Nick, that Jawbreaker played a couple years back? Uh, no, actually, I missed that year, and I wanted to go so bad because I love Jawbreaker. Yeah, you guys don't talk enough Jawbreaker on this uh, on this podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. That's actually we should get we should get them on the show. Agreed. Uh, you uh, you could probably maybe get Adam to do it. So reach out to him. 
Yeah, I think I will. Are you a fan of Are you a fan of Jawbreaker? Jawbreaker is my favorite uh, punk band. Oh, okay. What about you, Scott? I haven't really listened to much of them. What? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. You're fired. <laughs> get get off the show right now. See ya. <laughs> I'll, I'll finish it without you. <laughs> oh, this is this is this is the end of the one year. We lasted a year, folks. That's it. <laughs> That's right. So eleven months more than I thought you guys were gonna last. <laughs> Thanks. Dude, it's like I expected it to last like two weeks. So. <laughs> So I see the platform you guys use is Anchor, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty easy to use. It's uh, uh, I very user friendly. Yes. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy Anchor. All right, I, only, it, I I listen religiously to a couple podcasts. There's one called Cocaine and Rhinestone, and another one's called Your Favorite Band Sucks. Um, and they they push this Anchor platform all the time. So, kind of happy to see it when it popped up on my screen here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We then, we uh, we could be doing that, but uh, we chose not to. So, all right. Well, I, anytime you guys want to sell out, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> worth it. You, you, guys it got, you guys got bills to pay. You guys got families to support and bills to pay. No, Look, I try. I, childhood uh, dreaming. We we <laughs> even we even recorded the fucking uh, commercial for it. And oh, we don't so even bad. have to record it again. We can just play it every time. <laughs> but Scott doesn't want to do it. So when Jason and I, I do know. a podcast, it's going to be fifty percent commercials. Oh, <laughs> people, people, people are going to pay you for their ad. We'll 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 have com- we'll have sponsors for the commercials. Like there you go. This commercial brought to you by Bunkinhead <laughs> Records. <laughs> By the ambivalence podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 sponsor it. We'll hey, we'll so, pay you. We'll pay you if you guys can give us a shout out. But one thing one thing I am gonna give you guys some some uh a shout out for as well is your podcast is an easy listen. So many of these you listen to, there's so many ums and ahs and you know on all of them, and it just it becomes a hard listen and you guys uh do a very good job on that. So oh yeah, we can oh, deal with awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Only, only when uh, Dan Pantsig's on. So oh, he's, man, he's got was... a pretty cool gig, right? That like I, I could listen to Walmart stories all day. I think. Oh my god, some of yeah, his stories are fucking hilarious. He's got his own podcast too, uh, Two Fat Guys on the Internet, which is very funny. <laughs> all right, I'll I've heard that very one. good. Yeah, Anytime very I good. go into a Walmart, I, I tell myself I'm never going into a Walmart again. And then I need like <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll need paint and you know groceries or something to that effect. And then back to Walmart, I go. Yeah, uh, I feel the pain. I feel I the pain. I've never bought paint from Walmart. <laughs> I definitely have. Finger, finger paint. Oh, got it. Spray paint, that kind of thing. Got it. Well, oh, I, I, I noticed they have a paint section. Just I, I'm, I'm loyal to Home Depot for that type of stuff, but. Uh, why, are we, why are we plugging these these uh, brands though? Yeah, what the hell is going on? <laughs> All right, back back to back to favorite Dan Rapid band, Jason. Go, Sludgeworth. Don't even don't even debate it. I don't. I like won't to, debate. I don't it. like to agree with Jason, but I'll agree with Jason. <laughs> uh, that makes three of us. And that's even <laughs> that's even over screeching weasel without a contest. But I, I think that's a time and place thing, like not a. You know, Scott's gonna say I'm flexing or whatever, but I mean, you know, I I was at Sludger's first show ever, so I saw that grow from like, you know, them playing in front of Screeching Weasels local 75 fans to 
what should have been, you know, a major label breakthrough, but that ended too early. You know, that's the, uh, yeah, as I, you know, that, that's a band that I think, you know, should have broke a lot bigger than they did, but you know, they were, they were kind of, you know, regardless of, you know, weasel reforming, it was also the, you know, they were kind of going with the times and trying different styles of what was, you know, by the time they had a full length and everything, but those, but their live shows were just something to be seen as, as Nathan was mentioning, you know, if you ever see those old videos from, you know, the Chicago scene, you know, definitely look up the Sludgeworth ones there. Oh, that yeah. was just like nothing else. But that's, that's what made them interesting though, is they were trying different shit. Like it wasn't the same thing over and over again. Uh, no, no pun intended, huh? Yeah. Over and over. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Scott? What's your favorite Dan Vapid band? Riverdale's. Uh, that's that's definitely a close second for me. Yeah, that's yeah. Phase three, that album, every time. Yeah. I'm like oh, yeah, I've just put it on repeat. That's that's my favorite. And then of course like the Methadones, the Mopes, and you know his 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 solo stuff. The Cheats are fantastic. I think album two is my album, like my number one favorite album. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was thinking Jason, good. Jason mentioned the first Weasel show. I, I got into the first Riverdale show and it was a big deal. Oh, yeah. um, I wasn't I was not good twenty one at the time and they played twenty one and over, so people were up in arms about it. So I used that uh fanzine I was helping Bob and Mike with called Out of Focus. It was a video fanzine to go through sub pop records to secure an interview with the fastbacks who the Riverdales were opening for to get in. So um, I actually bootlegged like rerun from um, what's happening. And the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Riverdale set that night. So Mike Burns saw a tape of it. So it exists still uh, just so we could hear it. But I, I, at that point I'd never heard the fastback. So I interviewed them asking them questions about <laughs> a band I knew nothing about. So. <laughs> That's going to be me at Riot Fest this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you going? Um, uh, you know, it, yeah, I'll be. I'll probably be there anyways. But yeah, just try, trying to see if I can get, uh, you know, interview some band, interview some bands. But you know, it might involve you know having to interview bands maybe I'm not as familiar with, and you know, having to do some research first. So just I like know, Nathan said, sometimes you got to uh, <laughs> do those things. So yeah. I'm sure the band. Yeah, the band. He can't wait to. to interview is of course my chemical romance <laughs> i'll be watching i'll be watching marky ramon's blitzkrieg thank you very much <laughs> good choice <laughs> i'll be a chemi- i'll be at my chemical romance the reason my wife's going <laughs> i will not be a right <laughs> i can't afford it <laughs> i got uh, mom's basement i got mom's basement fest coming up in october all that that line is stacked that well plus tonight Plus, the night before in Fort Wayne is a stack show, too. So it's like, well, there's my weekend. I'm saving up for both of those. Because the night before in Fort Wayne is Ghost Party, Covert Flops, Flamingo Nosebleed, um, and Horror Section. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's and funny. then Ghost Party and Horror Section the following day with school damage and, you know, the putts and flops. And it's just going to be a crazy weekend. So I'm saving all my money for that. That's it. Yeah, that sounds like a good weekend. That's yeah, like my sure. riot. That's that's my riot fest. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. Is that yeah, the same weekend? Or it's, it's not October, no. you said, right? It's yeah. It's the 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 Fort Wayne shows the night before. 
and then Mons Beza Fest on the first. So yeah, I'm gonna be gone two days of, for freedom. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Plus, it's close to home. Uh, for yeah, Fort Wayne's about two and a half, and then I think it's like another two and a half, three to Youngstown, but not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-mm. You're a real I'm trooper. I always, I always try and find reasons not to go places. Yeah, no, this is, this <laughs> when you get to be our age. I didn't think it was going to happen. I was like, there's no way I'm going to make it this year. It's in Ohio. And then I was talking to, to John and then my buddy Rusty, who's who's also going. I was like, can we just ride together? And he was, yeah. I'm like, holy shit, I'm going this year. <laughs> it just the, the stars aligned, man. It really just worked out. Very cool, very cool. And Jason, yeah. you told me this. Who's all playing Mom's Basement Fest? Uh, I think Scott just rambled it off. I know it's horror section, the putts. I'd have to bring it up. Um, Go, going places. Going places, uh, ghost party, school yeah. damage, Beatnik Termites, Kelsey Bad Grammar, the Jasons. I've never, oh, damn. I've never heard of Kelsey Bad Grammar, but I like the band name. <laughs> John John is a very awesome dude, uh, the lead singer. We we talked to him a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, he's cool. He, he, he is. Episode is fucking hilarious. He, he is a doll. He's just he's a, he's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. I will check that out. Yeah, yeah. I got to I got to meet John, uh, mom's basement at a T one fest this year for the first time. So it was cool to finally meet him after talking to him for many years. So. Oh, I was so pissed I couldn't go to T one that. That killed me because I was hoping this would be my year to see Zoonoids, and uh, that didn't work out. And I was like, I should have gone to T1 because they fucking ripped. I saw the video footage. Yeah, unfortunately, I only made it to the second day, and they they weren't on that day, but it was oh. still a great time. And oh, there was a murder. Yeah, the murder just happened. <laughs> I like. I really like the combination of the crickets and the murder. <laughs> <laughs> it's soothing. You know, spooky season's coming up soon. <laughs> right? I, I was outside. I told you guys the cicadas were so loud. It was getting, you know, I had to come inside. It's not bad out here. Yeah. I, I love listening to them, though. I don't know. I'm weird. Cat. I think I think it's soothing. Yeah, I apologize if you're picking stuff up on my end. I have these, like, really, these over-the-ear, like, thick headphones. So I, I don't hear anything that's going on in my house right now. So if you hear... We oh, have a murder. You may want to look into that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of like Law and Order and CSI watching our home, so that could be what's going on. Nice. Hey, um, speaking speaking of shows, what's your guys' favorite TV shows? I like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. You guys watch that? That's, I oh, fucking yeah. love that show. That's it's a great, great show. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a glutton for punishment, so I watch a lot of White Sox baseball. Yeah. <laughs> sports uh, ball i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's, it's 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 so much promise before the year and then it just gets worse can't even beat the damn royals yeah well i'm a red sox fan so i know how you feel yeah it's not going well for you either no it <laughs> yes. never does I, I actually stopped watching baseball a while ago i gave up i was sick of being disappointed that's all right, though. I just go from being disappointed in baseball to disappointed in football to disappointed in basketball. Just keeps going on and on. Now you're in a disappointing band. Right. <laughs> you know you know what you could do to this, like, stop disappointment? 
just like don't watch it. <laughs> like, stop giving a shit. And then well, that, your that's, life that's would what be. I did. <laughs> when the day I met my my wife was the day I stopped caring about sports, and I haven't I haven't regretted a single second of it. <laughs> I don't need it. You got to put up with. You got to put go through all the misery to feel the joys of the highs. I mean, <laughs> if I want to watch sports, yeah. I'll just put on wrestling or something. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a whole other episode. Yes, yeah, right that's a whole other thing, right? Like and the fake stuff or the real stuff, like the pro. Uh, stuff. Uh, no, the stuff with the chairs and the yeah, tables the and stuff. the ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yes. None of that. None of that. I can't move. You get a point garbage. No, all the flips and tricks you can handle. Yes. So we need. We need up. So I think I just gave ourselves the podcast name instead of Dark Side of the Ring, Dark Side of the Bubble. <laughs> yeah, that's where. Go. That's where we're going to talk about all the juicy, juicy stuff. That's perfect. We could have like we could have all right. So let's see. Let's take two people in our bubble and put them in a fight. Who would it be? Oh, that's you a and good I. question. <laughs> I would you be fighting you outside can't pick of the yourself. bubble. Let's, let's let's get some people feuding here. Okay. Oh man, on our I show, I got, I, got, I got some perfect ones, but I ain't going there. I'll I'll go there. <laughs> I'll go there. Let's think it out. I'm gonna take my man Jay Prozac. Oh, because it's kind of a bigger dude, and he's got you know, like I love Jaden. Well, you know, kind of work aggravates him, so I'd like to see him like take take someone out. Let's see who can we have Jay beat up. Let's find somebody. We, oh. we got a caller. We got a caller. <laughs> How about we do a battle royal with all the former member of the Prozacs, <laughs> and then the win the fight. Oh man, <laughs> that would be a double ring match. Yes. It'll be like the old the war games from uh, yeah yeah like the Great American Bash or something yes with the cage yeah. oh, was it like World War Three or World yeah that's what it was called it was like three different rings set up inside yes. a cage all in one WCW all one so yeah and there was like, oh, a yeah. team led by Sting and then like one with like Dusty Rhodes and the Road Warriors stuff like that uh huh hey I want right, to I, I want to see the two Tyler Adams. Duke it out. Oh, finally. that's good. That's good. Canada versus U.S. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't See, know who... there were two. I, I I met the one from the Lily Livers. Yes, there's one from Canada. He was in the follow-ups. Um, yes. Tyler oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. He 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 actually does MMA. So <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would they like to see the Razor Ramon song, right? Yes. Hey. Yeah. Yes. Hey. Yeah, that's a cool tune. Hey yo, I would like to see yeah. them hug it out and then everybody be friends. I I don't need any like <laughs> bullshit. Shit going down. I want to see blood. I want to see death. I want one Tyler Adams in this world. <laughs> That's true. There shouldn't be two. I I agree with that. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man! You have to go by TA or something. And like, yeah, that's what we'll do. Like, we won't kill anyone, but the the winner gets to be Tyler Adams. The other one's got to be TA. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and if Jay Prozac wins his match, he gets to be on yet another compilation CD. Win Jay Prozac <laughs> match. Have some faith. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change the topics now. <laughs> All right, all right. We'll, I'm we'll, gonna, we'll, I'm we'll gonna, I'm gonna, I'm problems. gonna, I'm gonna steer this in a different direction. <laughs> I'm gonna put the take, Jesus the, take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the suck is also playing Mom's Basement Fest. Speaking of Jesus, because um, they have that song hashed on the dash where they say, you know, <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Uh, 
But that's beside the point. Jason, your record collecting, when did that um, addiction start? <laughs> oh, that, that goes way back to uh, – Does so, it? Yeah, you know, way back to, like, junior high even. So, like, I mean, at you know, between – junior high through like graduating college i think i amassed like 2500 records um god damn yeah but that then over time that dwindled you know just from moving you know back home from college you know moving to apartment you know getting married moving moving again that sort of thing so then kind of got out of it a bit got rid of a lot of stuff um, especially when, you know, things like eBay was coming around then and it was like, wait, what this record that I paid this for, I could get this much for, and you know, that sort of thing. So started thinning things out here and there, but yeah, kind of in the past, I don't know, five, eight years, I kind of seriously got more back into it, but it's still nowhere near to the level of what it used to be. Uh, just cause you know, it's uh back then it was different, you know, you could, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, right? You could go to a punk show with 20 bucks in your hand and that would get you in as well as, you know, could buy three, four records, you know, yeah, sure. um, right. bands were selling seven inches for two bucks or whatever. So I mean, that's kind of how, you know, it grew too. Um, now a lot of it is, you know, with Facebook and social media, just, you know, meeting a lot of fellow collectors. There's so many, you know, Facebook groups, where are you all constantly just meeting with people and trading stuff and things like that. So that's kind of how a lot of it's kind of grown back. Sure. But yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, I just love it. You know, usually, you know, I kind of go through kicks of, you know, collecting certain labels or certain bands or certain Mm -hmm. specific releases just to kind of keep it interesting for myself. And, you know, you kind of reach a point when you realize like, wow, do I, do I need 30 copies of Walk Among Us? You know, no. <laughs> the, answer, the answer, of course, is yes. <laughs> yeah, no, but then, you know, that, that becomes trade bait for something else eventually. So that's kind of how uh, that yes. works. But yeah, or, but yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And, you know, it's like, like Nathan mentioned before, you know, we kind of have this uh, group chat with some local guys that, you know, we're all kind of record collectors too. And like all day long, it's like, do you see this one? Buy or cry. You know, like you got 10 minutes before it sells out, you know, like, so yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of stressful at times, you know, keeping that, sure. that stuff. But I've bought a lot of albums from that thread for trade bait. And then I'm too lazy to trade with anyone because I don't like <laughs> going to the post office. So they just sit on my stuff. So is is your collection comparable to Jason's, Nathan, or is it? I would think my it's definitely more diverse than Jason's, but Jason's definitely got the collector bug. Where I think today you sent me a picture of were those seven inches or LPs? There were like seventeen of them of the same one, just different <laughs> colors of the same. Jesus, oh, oh, that's the that's the uh, no effects seven inch of the month. You know, I got the. Black vinyl collection. I got the colored vinyl version. Now I'm working on the fat store version. I got four more to go. Then I got the complete set. Oh, I like gotta catch them all. I like collecting signed records of different genres and stuff like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But Jason's very hyper, and like he find like he finds them. He'll post uh, stuff that'll be gone in an hour and things that I would miss otherwise. So knowing yeah, people that's... that are, have their ear to the collecting uh, world is very helpful. Well, having that rare that rare punk uh, group that uh, Jason invited me to is helpful because that's how I found about the Teen Idols. Uh, release, oh yeah, the twenty five years. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good community. Definitely a plug. Yeah. Uh, the great guy, his name is Bob Enos, that formed that group, and that's uh, that's probably one of the biggest. And you know, in terms of uh, 
rear punk on uh on facebook because that that's a good community like everybody on there that buys sells or trades like all good people like no no yeah. ripoff artists or scammers those are all yeah good people so to give props to bob too like it's not just like he'll find other things on there on amazon days or something he found me like yeah. eight dollar copy of thriller or a prince record that's relatively inexpensive and there are a lot of good deals on there that's cool yeah it's, it's awesome it's fun to see jason just post every day <laughs> oh god, god. See, that that is, every day i will go in a meeting and i will come out and it will be like 73 texts and jason and eddie talking about some obscure band that uh, that no one's ever heard of and uh, how many members were in this band so uh, i i live in <laughs> but I, I i appreciate the passion though fuck dude i mean I gotta give you props. You have you have the passion for that. Sometimes and the and, and the money. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's all just you know it's all fun stuff. You know, it's just it, it it's all helps with the excitement of you know being interested in the scene because I kind of feel like like I like I guess going back to what I was saying before, it's it's different. Like at least here in Chicago, like we don't really have that community like we used to have like in the eighties and nineties where there were dedicated clubs that had like shows every you know every wednesday or sunday or every whatever is punk night where you know that would be the place or the mecca like you know, you've probably heard of mcgregor's or like fireside bowl places yes. like that and you know now it's kind of like you know you probably can tell the shows are pretty much spread out all over and it's not really any dedicated like you know bands will set up shows and it's great but right. it's like if you're just kind of like new and you really don't know like it's kind of hard to really kind of pick up on oh, hey, you know, this is the place to go if you want to, like, get into the scene or learn about bands. But I guess that's where social media comes into play to learn about those things. So um, I think that's kind of where maybe some of the passion comes from because it used to be so, like, you know, every day discovering something new from usually from first seeing bands live and then picking something up. Now now it's kind of like the reverse, I feel, because every day, mm -hmm. right, with with, you know, social media, we're being introduced to something new. And it's kind of like the shelf life's really kind of quick. You kind of really got to be ready to go. And, you know, to kind of bring it back to, you know, like our band, you know, Space Age Zeros, we've talked about this too. It's like we were kind of cautious with when we kind of wanted to, quote unquote, go live with social media. Like, you know, you kind of got to be careful. Like, when do you really want to release music? Like, you know, you can release stuff, but like you really kind of got to be ready to go because the shelf life, you know, it's people's attention spans aren't that big when you're, when you're being over stimulated with, you know, literally hundreds of bands a day. So it's like, you know, if you put up a song, but you know, you don't have a release to support or you don't have a show upcoming, it's going to be like, great. You know, you'll get that, you know, three, four or five days of internet hype. But if you got nothing to back it up, it's, it's kind of done. You know, you kind of get that one chance. I kind of feel yeah. to kind of go live, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I so wonder, I wonder how much of that's true or how much of that is what we see, though, because I like to think somewhere there are teenagers or, you know, kids out there that that do have these regular clubs for shows. And we wouldn't know. Right. They, they, they don't want us there. We're old now. Right. How many people in your 30s and 40s or whatever did you see? A, you know, like yeah. your all ages VFW hall show when yeah. you were seeing a band. There weren't a whole lot of them, and if there were, no one was talking to them. So <laughs> I like to think somewhere like the kids that hate what we're doing and are yeah. doing their own thing and going to do it better, 
Um, you, you know, it's us. like I, I don't punk rock gatekeep. I really try. There you go. To. There you go. They don't want gatekeepers. I'm about to say that's what they don't yeah. want. There. You know, like they don't want my old ass telling them what is or isn't punk rock. You know, <laughs> you know in my day. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, "Fuck your day," and we did the same thing to everyone else, right? Yeah, that's right. You know? you're totally I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I just, you know, I mean, I like, I don't know, I, you know, maybe there's like, you know, Southside Uh-oh. Chicago house shows or something going on that we don't know about or something. I hope they are. I hope there are. We don't need any more Southside Chicago shows. I, I hope more like you know, Western suburban shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, guys, what's your least favorite Chicago band? Let's hear it. Least favorite? I'm not. Um... <laughs> all right, Jason, you go first. Least favorite uh, of all time or currently? Well, let's go all time. Oh, jeez. Now that's putting it on the spot. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I'm trying. There was a band IMF. Do you remember them on Underdog Records? I don't. Oh, they played with Ray Gun and like uh, the dude. He um he was always at McGregor's and he's he's in some new band too. But that's one band like. I kind of remember from back in the day, like, you know, because that's when I was, you know, a kid in high school and like, you know, underdog records, you know, that was, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's the label of, you know, the first weasel and, you know, other bands like that and the Octone comps. And then they released a seven inch by them. And I just kind of remember thinking like, really? Like, you know, I was kind of thinking there's all these great bands, like how did they get a record? So not, not so much. I saw, I guess from a comparative perspective, they were one that was always a head scratcher to me, but. If you don't remember them, then I guess that's falling on deaf ears anyhow. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll I don't I honestly don't I've never heard of them. So IMF, yeah. They had yeah. I think they had one seven inch and maybe a tape or two, but yeah, I remember seeing them live a couple times, just didn't get it, but I'm gonna look them up. <laughs> They're probably what's yours, what's They're yours Nathan? My least favorite Chicago band. Um all time. Let's go eight bark. Oh, that's oh, that's that's gonna that's a little controversial right there. It's it's not uh, that talented. I just think when they were around, I didn't get it. It wasn't what I was looking for. So I'm gonna change my answer because <laughs> because I, oh, I want to bring it to I want to mention a band that you guys probably have heard of, and I'm gonna go along the same angle with what with, with Nathan would just said because I thought of it after I said IMF because I knew that was gonna be a little obscure. And kind of for the same reasons, I'm going to say Captain Jazz. That's a band that everybody loved. Um, I saw them live once, and similar thing. Like great musicians. I just, I just didn't get what they were doing. And I wouldn't say it was definitely an age thing because you know I was, I don't know. I think you know they, those guys are a few years younger than like Nathan and I. Because I think you know they were in high school like when I was like in college. But like, yeah, I just, I just didn't get it. Like, I appreciate that they were basically taking, you know. Chicago sound mixed with the DC sound and doing their own thing, but I just I've yeah. never heard of them either. That's new to really? me. Jazz? Oh, okay. No, they're, no. They're, hindsight, they're one of those bands where the legend grew. Like uh Mike and I were in a band that played with them, and they were the first band I had ever heard the term emo to describe. Yeah. So I don't okay. know if they came up with it or anything like that, but they're the first ones. And they were different because we were into like, you know, leather jacket wearing bands like Screeching Weasel or the Ramones. Mm-hmm. And they had on like, you know, like 
grandpa clothes, like sweaters and stuff. It just didn't fit in with like what we knew. But um but they're a band like the legend just grew. Like they're they're uh, I huge may not be the right word since you guys haven't heard of them, but I mean big enough to play probably when it's dark at Riot Fest, I would assume, right? I think they did, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, one of the reunion shows. Yeah, they were they're a band that really became became big as the legend grew sometimes bands are more influential than popular in their time just like just like jawbreaker right. i think we're you know like the legend grew after they broke up and it just kept going and grow and growing sure yeah definitely i agree with that too but i, I don't well, share your hatred for cap and jazz though <laughs> <laughs> it's not a hatred. I, I it's just more of a, I don't. I, didn't I don't. I don't remember who's an eight bark. But uh, if you guys see me in a show, don't beat me up or anything. I'm delicate. I bleed. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was Doug Ward from Underdog Records. Yeah, I know Doug, and I think uh, Kelly Sullivan was in that band. Yeah, right? Dan Panic's sister was in it for yes. a short period of time. Yeah, I think they're one of those like Chicago bands where they shared members. A lot of those bands seemed to at the time. You know, just hop from band to band. Sure. Hey, so since we're we're going down this road, what's a what <laughs> what's a band that uh, everybody loves that you guys just don't get? Johnny Cash. <laughs> Johnny Cash. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. What about you, Scott? Oh, I, I love country music, and you'll hear all the time people will say like, "Oh, I don't like any country music but Johnny Cash," right? Sure. Which which is fine, and, and um, hate may be a strong word, but if Johnny Cash is the only country music you like, you don't like John. You don't like country music, and if you want to compare like George Jones music to Johnny Cash music, song for song, and do it any time, um, George Jones songs are way stronger. They're so much better. They just don't have that you know wearing black image. And Johnny Cash did have some good songs. I'll give him that. Some written by Chris Christopherson, but. Um, there's a lot of crap in there. A lot of crap. Yeah, I I'm not gonna argue with that. That's a fair oh, statement. Yeah, so, mine's uh, MX, MXPX for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I just they're I, they're fine. I I, they're, I don't I don't hate them. I am, and I just I don't care. Like it's a, it's fine. It's not. It doesn't blow me away. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's there, and you can like it. I don't care if you like it. But it's just, it's not, it's, it doesn't do anything for me as other bands do, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not a diehard by any means, but like when Life in General came out, you know, to me, it was always like, I heard like, oh yeah, there's this band tearing up, you know, the States, they're playing these churches, this, this you know, Christian band or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like never really like put that connection that there'd be like, you know, a Christian pop punk band or whatever. Then that album came out and someone played it for me and I was just blown away. And then I, I actually saw them live a couple of times. It was like really impressed. I haven't kept up with them as much over the years, but oh, they that they, they kind of built their whole scene, you know, kind of themselves. And I don't know, always had respect for it, but no, I can totally get why, you know, yeah. overall they're not for everybody. Sure. How about you, Jason? Uh, are we talking any genre or yeah, any genre, any year, doesn't matter. Any genre. I'll, I'll, I'll say this because I'm also, you know, probably as much of a metalhead as I am a punk, and I gotta say, Pantera. Um, that's oh a good yeah, one. <laughs> that's just that's just one band musically, lyrically. It just, it just, I don't know. It just seems like a 
band that just like came out and said, we're going to just appeal to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> like, I don't believe, I don't believe, I mean, I almost think that like, they got to be a shtick, you know, like, I just, yeah. it's kind of like Zach Wilde with Ozzy. It's kind of like, they came out and said, okay, we, we know that, you know, we're going to act a certain way. And, you know, it just, it seems like a gimmick and I don't know, I just never bought into it. And yeah, I got a couple of okay jams, but you know, it's like, that's like the one thing, like, you know, if you ever mention metal and, you know, people that aren't really familiar with it, you know, that's always the first, like, oh, you must love Pantera. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, we tell somebody like punk and the only thing they could say is, oh yeah, you must love, you know, you know, oh, like Green Day and Fall Out Boy. It's like, well, yes and no, you know, you know, you you, you just kind of know, like, yeah, I should just stop the conversation here. You know, that's uh, stopped a lot of conversations when someone brings that band up because it's kind of like, yeah, you know, that's not going anywhere. Or it's sure. the guy that has the the five finger death punch. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> like that that yeah, that's exactly. another one. That's yep. terrible. <laughs> like that it is, is. That is the fucking worst. Yeah, <laughs> it appeals to a certain type of crowd. Hey, that's you, fine. Man. Hey, that's fine. Uh, me. I don't know. Um, I would go with Mayhem. Uh, I I think they are incredibly overrated. Um, I don't enjoy anything they put out at all. I don't. I think the hype is more about like the controversy around the band than the actual music itself. So, I don't know. Mayhem is that? Is that not Tommy Lee's band? Is it? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's 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 uh, black metal. It's it's yeah. a black metal band. Like Living Color. Yeah, exactly. Like Living Color. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just I I I can't I can't listen to them. I I think they're terrible, and I don't get the appeal. I'm very picky with black metal and the black metal bands that I would say that I like. Purists probably would even call black metal. Like I appreciate like Enslaved and Immortal, but you know I'm sure purists probably say that's you know poser stuff, and I'm fine with that. But. <laughs> Um, they're yeah. <laughs> t- typically fucking annoying anyways so yeah. <clears throat> and i i personally think immortal is more in true black metal than mayhem is so yeah yeah those guys are good i, I got to see them a couple times back in the day too so uh, that was pretty sweet have you heard any of their newer stuff uh with, no. with a, without oh my god it's so fucking good i'm oh, sorry I'm sorry, but like, um, what is his name? Demon ass. He, his vocals fuck so much better, so much better fitting for immortal. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I, uh, I haven't kept up with him a lot over the years, but yeah, you should definitely check out, uh, their last album. It was, it was really good. I was kind of hesitant to check it out because you know they didn't have a bot in the band so i was like uh it's probably gonna suck but i actually liked it better most of the old shit they put out so i was i was pleasantly surprised oh nice i've never heard of the band so i just looked them up on spotify <laughs> <laughs> a plug <laughs> you got the, the song chainsaw guts fuck <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's the band. <laughs> All right, I was just looking. I, I and I also can't read their logo too. Just so you guys know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's black metal. <laughs> well, that's how you know the band is good when you can't read the name. That is entire. 
probably not true. As I just said, mayhem <laughs> fucking sucks. So I was I was gonna say if if you want to talk about scene drama, you know, we that, if we want to talk about the Chicago metal scene, there that 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 that's where a lot of a tea could be spilled for sure, more so than the punk scene. So that could be a, that could be a whole other episode. So did you get Scott? Scott, did you get the answer? Did you get the answer yet? Who you hate? Yeah, MXPX. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't hate. Just don't understand. <laughs> just don't sure. see the hype. That's all. No, you hate God. You hate God. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what? You know what? I may hate MXPX, but I fucking love Lunkheads. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of MXPX and like Christian and Tooth and Nail, you know, yeah, I kind of was kind of got out of the scene around the time these guys came around. So. And I'm, this may seem like a trivial question, but people think I'm crazy when I say I know nothing about the Huntingtons. Is, oh my god! Are they, is is are they rooted in that tooth and nail Christian thing, like punk scene? Or aren't don't they come from that scene or no? Am I, I thinking of someone else? Honestly, don't oh. know. I I think that had some kind of ties to like the Christian punk thing when they first the started. Nail, yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, that's still the case. Um, I. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't want to. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth and. and Come on, let's label them, guys. I don't know anything. <laughs> I no, no. I mean, I've heard some of their stuff, and they're great. I just like some yeah. people are like surprised, like knowing the stuff that I like. Like when I would like, I, they came to Chicago like a few months back, and people were like, like literally offended that I wasn't going to the show, and it was like. Oh, sorry man like i you know it's kind of like like i always say to somebody i can name a hundred bands i like that you don't know either but you know there's sure only so many bands and so much time you know but yep well the the only thing i can say is we had uh their drummer chris on a couple months ago and he is uh the nicest guy so i have nothing good things to say about him so well, it's awesome. It's definitely a band that I know I need to try. There's a lot of stuff that kind of came out post 2000. Well, I think they may have been around before then, but a lot of the post 2000 stuff that I know, you know, uh, sure. I, I missed probably the first time. So, no, they're great. Uh, so cool. I got a good, uh, I got a good religion story for you guys. I, I coached basketball at a uh, local Catholic school. And in order to do it, you to be a coach uh, there, you have to go through a class called Protecting God's Children. I don't know why they don't make the pre- priests go through this class, but <laughs> you have to go through it. And when I went, by the time the season was starting, the only class that they had left was a Spanish class. Uh, so I sat through that. I do not speak a word of Spanish, but uh, that was my lesson to protecting God's children of the of the. Uh, at the Catholic school that I coached basketball at. Also known as PR. How did how did you fall into that? I coach uh, youth basketball in the area at various levels, and one of our players went there, and they needed a coach. Oh, okay. So, uh, the parents asked me if I would do it, so I did that. What were they thinking? <laughs> so I, I was I was suspended for a game. The only time <laughs> league for for swearing at an official. I'm not proud oh of it. <laughs> Did you say Jesus Christ? <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was a, it was actually it was, it was fairly minor. Because, uh, like, you know, you, you're just used to talking. And then coaches call, plays on the sideline. It was travel, travel, travel. And they, they're like, we see a coach. I'm like, well, then fucking call it. And I didn't know. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Forgot we were for a minute. Fucking <laughs> instant suspension. Damn. Wow. That's crazy. So, not proud of it, but someone's at someone's door. Is that your house, Jason? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know what that was. Is it, Nick, is that your timer saying it's time to go? <laughs> you called it. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't oh, me. Man. I don't know what the hell That's that was. Funny. I don't either. I'm hearing all the shit. People screaming, birds chirping, looking. <laughs> It's, a, Interesting. it's an experience. It's like a Beastie Boys album. There's just kind of all stuff going on around it. Yeah. yeah. It's, a sonic, it's a sonic experiment. Exactly. <laughs> well, Did you guys all get into punk through metal? I remember you guys had that uh, discussion with Vapid, and you're saying like a lot of people find it that way. I did. Uh, I did it through hardcore music, actually. I was really big to hardcore music, and then it kind of like merged into my love for punk, kind of. And my brother was a huge influence, too, on it. Um, he introduced me to Pennywise, and that's where it kind of all started for me. But yeah, I kind of like listened nice. to heart, went to a lot of hardcore shows, and then like slowly stopped, and then got into when I then my brother showed me some bands, and that was that was it. Yeah, kind of, uh, it was like I fell into it accidentally. Uh, I was listening to like radio stations on my little boombox, and I stumbled upon a college uh, radio station. They were playing like a bunch of like. UK 82 hardcore and like old punk stuff. And uh, I used to record, I used to put a cassette tape in and record what I was listening to if I liked it. And I got on that, and like that's just kind of how I found so many bands and really kind of fell in love with punk rock. And then I later found metal. So, very cool. I know yeah. Jason, you, were, you were a metal guy, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty much, you know, the typical Chicago suburban thing, you know, kid in the 80s. I mean, Kiss was definitely the first everything. Bands like Kiss and Cheap Trick, then, you know, mm -hmm. regular metal, Maiden stuff, then the thrash movement. And then from that, kind of the crossover stuff, kind of like what you were saying, a lot of the UK 82 stuff, you know, Discharge, Broken yeah. Bones, GBH, the combat core stuff is huge. And then from there, I remember vividly, like, um, was at our, even, they still have them today, and Nathan goes to them sometimes, too. We have these, like, local record conventions in uh, suburban uh, Chicago uh, once a month or once every other month, and there'd be dealers there. And, you know, I remember that's the first time I discovered, uh, uh, I got a Seven Seconds record, and uh, they're definitely top 10 band for me of all time of any genre of music even to this day and you know kind of you know you look at a record cover like that like walk together with like you know the cartoon of like a live shot you know you just kind of see like oh wow look at this there's you know a live show shot of you know kids that are into punk metal hardcore whatever and then you know you listen to the music and it's kind of like you know hey i, I could probably play this music you know it, it's simple enough but like the message is so strong you know then from there just you know just through magazines discovering you know misfits and other stuff and then then it you know definitely all changed when you know you got exposed to the local scene because you know we're very fortunate here in chicago right i mean we've always been very rich in the punk scene here so um yeah then you know since then for the 90s to even today just been into all sorts of stuff back and forth oh that's awesome how about you nathan i i actually i think i'm one of the few people who does not like metal that got into it, you know, or not like real metal in a sense. Like I was into like Skid Row and Guns N' Roses before punk, but I don't know if that's even considered metal or hard rock. 
I my older brother was into like punk music. And so even though I I did like and still like things like Bobby Brown and stuff, I just like it was his cassette, uh, like he had a cassette of the band 15. Are you guys familiar with them? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah, and I like that first album that Swain's first bike ride album came out. And I, I would listen to it, and it didn't sound like anything I'd ever heard. You know, the vocals were a bit off, or, you know, there's just something about it. And I would, I couldn't admit that I liked anything my older brother liked because we, at that point in our lives, didn't get along all the time. But, um, I would just I would sneak that tape and listen to it, and that was kind of that. And then his bad religion were kind of what brought me there. And then, you know, from there, Screeching Weasel was probably the probably the biggest influence of me getting into punk rock music. Mm-hmm. You know, back then it was more difficult. I, I would look at the bands I like, Thanks Thanks List, and I'd go oh, yeah. from rock and roll and just order the records of the bands that they thanked. Sure, That's you know, so it left me with a lot of bad records. <laughs> I remember. I remember. I came across um, my cousin. My cousin does a lot of artwork and flyers for bands and stuff. And he made my brother a CD, like a legit. Like he did the cover of it, he did the CD, and on the back were just like it, it was an awesome playlist. It was like Weasel, Queers, Teen Idols, and I just found it and I was like, Nick, what's this? He goes, Put on, and I was like, Holy shit, this is awesome! <laughs> like, that was really cool. Yeah, it used to be difficult. Like, there would be like, we would all know the record stores where you could find a punk rock CD or album. And it just, you know, you would make the, the journey out there to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it used to be, yeah, right. They used to be like a whole day affair, you know, going to the stores in the suburbs or city and finding flyers and. Yeah. Put a lot of, you know, in bands too, though. Um, that's a thing, you know, I don't know for, for me, this whole experience going through, you know, kind of the resurgence of the bubble and, you know, doing a band again, like the whole social media thing to me is still like, you know, I hate to sound like the old man, but that's still something that like, I kind of find like mind boggling, not in a bad way, but just still mind boggling. Like how, you know, like bands, it's like, you know, it's interesting. Like you see these bands form, like literally record albums and like, just put it out there without even like having played a show, you know, like that wouldn't happen 20 years ago. You know, it's like, right. You you wouldn't even think about going into a recording studio until you like rehearsed for six months, played, you know, shows for six months, then maybe put out a demo, like, but bands now are like, they're like going for it. Like it's just cause everything is just so quick and fast and, you know, you got to make that first impression. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. Well, yeah, I remember COVID happened too, man. So like, no one was playing shows. So the only songs out there was to record and get it out on social media. People can like listen. And I gotta say, like that fucking saved me. Was a lot of that shit coming out that Banjo point out there. That's where I uh, was just like fond of a lot of stuff that I would I would probably not ever hear or or just kind of blow off if it wasn't for like them putting in my face. They listen to this. That was fairly nice, you know, like I, I, I know I have a sarcastic online personality, but uh, to see the scenes come together where they put on things like the vir- virtual T1 Fest or the, I, I don't think they were called look outings, but those things that were, Grant put on. Yeah, to watch the scenes come together with different bands and people just uh, for the fans to see it and be able to support the bands and to get yeah sense of community when we when we can't get together was something that was i, I felt pretty tiring. 
Yeah, there was a time there where the Jasons and Huntington would do a, a Zoom together, and I would always go and sit on that because it was a, it was a good time. I, I'm not that familiar with the Jasons because of their name. I always avoided it. Yeah. <laughs> See the haunting name you. <laughs> I, was okay. like, I was like, I was like, that many Jasons in one room? No, thank you. But they're, uh, <laughs> one's one's enough. <laughs> so we've gone way too far in this talking Chicago bands and everything without mentioning the Vindictives. It's true. Um, oh, yeah. And I think Jason would back me up on this. If, if I, I don't know where they're rated on a national level. Um, but what it, wherever it is, I feel very underrated. Uh, and, I, and I'll say this, Joey Vindictive was way ahead of his time, him and his wife Jenny, when they opened the Dummy Room Records store. And that was an all-punk rock record store in a neighborhood that now gets a ton of foot traffic over by United Center that's nice. But at the time, it was in a bad neighborhood. And if you wanted to go there, like Jason said, you were doing a whole day journey. You were going there for that reason. Um, and for people, like I said, in the scene to support the scene like that and put be open for... How long were they open, Jason? Almost a decade, right? Oh, yeah. You know, Yeah, about there. Maybe a little less, but yeah. Yeah, to stay open that long and do what they did was a a real testament to it. And they're a great band, underrated. Hopefully we haven't heard the last uh, of music from them. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not. I fucking love them. Well, what's the plan for you guys then? I mean, are you guys going to record? Are you guys going to have, you know, anything coming out soon? And like how and also Nick Nick hasn't asked this yet, I'm surprised. How did you get the name Space Age Zeros? I'll I'll answer the name question. I'll let Jason handle the business aspect of it. Man, <laughs> fantastic! I like it. So I wanted uh, you're just looking at names, and band names are the hardest thing. We have to keep everyone hates everyone else's name, and I was just looking at Chicago things, and there was a there was an amusement park that was real big in Chicago history called Riverview, and they had a ride that was called Space Age Umbrellas, and I was just kind of different ride names from there and then uh that was on the list and then someone suggested space age zeros and and there it was and and, and we're rival uh we're gonna start a feud with cap gun heroes <laughs> yeah. that, that's, the, uh, that's why that's why because it rhymes with the hero <laughs> he starts from shit <laughs> well yeah. uh, joe could no doubt beat us up oh for sure I heard he's been. I heard he's been powerlifting too. <laughs> Not that he wasn't yeah. big already. But. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I know. Probably, it, it really had nothing to do with that. It was kind of something like that. Vanilla Ice ditched the ditched the zero get with the hero type thing. Yeah. Uh, but we love those guys. Uh, they're probably my favorite current or newer Chicago band. I think they have the genre down, the formula down for it, and they're they're great guys as well. Oh, yeah, they are they are awesome. Yeah, I uh, talked to Joe pretty much on the regular. Uh, he's he's a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Jason, I'll let you handle the business affairs. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah. So as far yeah as far as recording, yeah that that's that's in our uh, that that's in that's in our plans. We're actually in discussions right now. We're hopefully going to actually be working with uh, with Nick from Capgun. He he has a studio uh, here near Sweet. us. Um, so at least as of now, that that's the current plan. Um, what we have on the agenda right now, for sure, we're, we're committed to I think three or four compilations 
four if we include a certain Halloween compilation on a certain label, which I'm not sure what <laughs> level we're at announcing or discussing things yet. So, um, but that's, 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 that's in the talks. Um, but yeah, there, there, there's, there's some cool things going down. Um, you know, until songs are submitted, I don't want to be secretive, but you know, I don't want to plug any specific titles, but yeah, there, there's a few comps coming out that, that we've been asked to take part in. Some are going to be covers, some are going to be originals. So yeah, we do, we do currently, you know, have about four, um, originals written as well as a good number of covers. So we're kind of at the point right now where we're trying to just perfect the songs that we need to record for the specific releases that we, um, that, that we've kind of committed to so far. And then, you know, we have a couple releases that we've talked with, you know, other bands about doing splits and we have a couple ideas for, um, a fun type of tribute type release that we want to do on our own possibly, you know, tribute to a couple Chicago bands. Um, so we, we have a lot of ideas we're kicking around. Um, you know, just speaking for myself, I, I, the one band right now that, um, I, that I kind of think is doing it really right in how they're releasing music is horror section. Um, I really like how they kind of came out with just some amazing and strong singles, you know, it just kind of reminds me of what made the misfits so huge by the time they finally released an album um you know they had all those great singles that they were known for um and they kind of built that kind of cult following um i kind of really like that model and i think that model fits well um you think about now how fast stuff comes out and you know like the shelf life right it's it, it's really it's it's not you know and you know the, the days of like you know like where a Metallica album would stay on the charts for three years straight. I mean, those days are long gone, you know, even from an underground perspective, right? There's so much new stuff coming out. So to be honest with you, it's kind of like if you put out an EP of four songs versus an LP of 12 songs, to be honest, it kind of has the same net effect, right? I'd rather just put out an EP of four strong songs than worry about putting out an LP of 12 songs. I mean, yeah, we'll get there someday and we want to get there, but it's kind of like, I kind of feel there's so many bands that made waves just by, you know, Hey, we're going to give you four good songs here. Then, you know, in six months again, another four songs and maybe a comp or something like that. Um, I think a lot of bands have focused um, on just worrying about full lengths and, you know, that may result in a lot of filler just because, you know, you're, Oh, you're writing because you have to complete an album. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, nothing set in stone, but that's kind of maybe some initial thoughts for how we kind of want to come out is, you know, a couple comp appearances, you know, maybe a split, maybe an EP, that sort of thing. First, you know, kind of get the hype going because um, to kind of just come out and just say like your first thing being like, you know, hey, you know, you haven't heard of us before and expect someone to buy like a full length record. You know, that, that that's kind of a lofty goal, especially if you're not a touring band. Right. So sure. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of what I think you know the next six months should look like for us, and you know, hopefully, fingers crossed. You know, we're also in you know in talks for a couple potential you know shows. We're just trying to think about when you know a first show would be a good idea, and you know where and when and with whom. So that's you know in the works too. And I hope yeah, what for... you guys I hope what you guys hear from the band that anyone listening hears. There are there are bands we all agree on, you know, we're all fans of Weasel or obviously Cheap Trick or material issue bands like that. Right. We're fans of them. But we have a lot of different influences I think we bring together. Um 
to bring something hopefully that sounds a little more unique than what what you're used to but still has all the melody that you like so hopefully we can bring that to you Awesome. And then where do you guys where do you guys record live? When you guys go live, is that is that someone's garage or is that no? Like, well, I'll actually plug it. Uh, Steve in our band um, is a music teacher. He owns a music school, and that's Fine Tunes in Shanahan, Illinois. And they do instruction stuff. So when the when the student bands or the bands that practice there or the um, or the uh, lessons aren't going on there we are able to use that. And it's nice because it's got a stage. It's already got the hookup and the PA and the sound system. And it's just, you know, it's a fun place to hang out. So that that's where we're able to do it and get all that going. Sounds to me that's where your first show should be. <laughs> it's been discussed. <laughs> yes. We'll see. When, when, when the kids are away, the adults shall play. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's done a couple <laughs> gigs there. I think he had, uh, he had Kepi played there once, I believe. The sweet, yes. Hey, I, I mean, hey, the, it's aligning, man. I think, hey, I mean, what I like though, sometimes you'll see like on the the feed, they'll have like the some of the kid bands play. You know, like the kids that play that take lessons will do. Uh, they'll put their bands and they'll do a show on like a Friday night, and it's packed with kids in there, like which is really cool to see because I go to shows and I see a bunch of you know people that look like me there, you know, and it's, uh, it's nice to see, it's nice to see the young people still out there doing it, you know, the, the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And for um, sure. I, I know you guys are pressed for time and I appreciate your time, but are we going to end what? this by uh, what the album of the best album to come out this year is and why it's Spot McCracken's album? <laughs> it's very good. It is good. Oh man. You wow. know, it, it's so, oh my God. The reason I'm saying, oh my God, is I was actually looking because, you know, you brought up the punk news thing. And it's always, once we get to the fourth quarter of the year, I got to start thinking about my, you know, top 10 that I have to do every year. And I yeah. was trying to go through my reviews and I was kind of going through it. And I was like, oh man, I forgot about this album, forgot about that album. Then I think about all the albums that are still in the hopper. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been another good year. Yeah, there's a lot there's of stuff to come. There. I mean, I haven't I haven't heard the Mangies yet. I do have a couple albums that I can't share with people that are I know are coming out that I mm-hmm. was given already, and like I still think there's going to be some that we that you're not even thinking of yet that might make your top ten. I don't know. I can't wait for the new Mangies album. I'm so I, I love uh, audio, and I can't wait for this one. Yeah, I like. Um, I agree with Spot. That one came out of left field. I had no yeah. idea what to expect. Um, very, Spot, yeah, I mean, he's you know he's in so many other bands, and you know mm-hmm. he's got the good mix of rock and roll. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what's going through. I liked I liked Monkey Mind. I, I'm going to plug one that maybe not as well known. I know I plugged it a little bit after I reviewed it. For those who don't know, it's uh, Olga from the Toy Dolls. Um, it's his uh, side band um, that he has going. So it kind of got dual vocals thing going on, but it's a really good, fun kind of, I would say it's a mix of, you know, I wouldn't say Ramon score, but more Ramon style pop punk mixed with, you know, spirit of 77 punk. Nice. So you kind of like that mix or come monkey mind uh, that, that that's some good stuff too. So that's, that's one not discussed as often in our bubble, but that was a good one. Cool. That's good. Look out for that one for sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. I personally, my album of the year, and people probably gonna like, not agree, but uh, "Alone in a Dome" from the copyrights. Uh, yeah, fucking amazing album. Uh, that I, was this year? Wasn't that last? Was that this year? Was it, was it this year? I thought, wasn't it? Oh fuck! Did I just screw this up? No, you may not have. That, that was another one of those where it was released thought, digitally before the I, physical I came it, out. So hold on, let me look before Nick might have to edit this out. So I'm looking like a jackass. I do do that pretty well. I did a swear it was this year, but um, let me look. Sorry. Uh, for what it's worth, I like that album a lot too. So I fucking love it, and they're they're gonna be playing that show in November with uh, Dan Vabin and the Methadones and Mike Yerg too. Yeah, that's gonna be a great show. That's gonna be fucking bonkers. I could have sworn it was this year. Nope, it was last October. Never mind. You fucking. I, 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 list, I listened to it so much that. <laughs> well, we were actually going with the year since the show debuted, so you're technically correct. Yeah, so it's Ooh. within your year. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. You're, you're, you're wrong within the fact that, you know, Spot McCracken did have the best album that's come out since your podcast been on. Yes, but, but we'll, when the podcast was going. There. Thank you. Yeah, and, and why haven't we had him on yet? Uh, he's a hard dog to get a hold of. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> he's always chasing that bone. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we do. I like that he, he's he's branched out now. We don't just have to make like egg puns. We can now do right. dog ones. Yeah. We there's a lot of people we need to have, but we, we gotta take it. You know. You yeah, gotta, yeah, yeah. Gotta have filler like Jason and I. To make we gotta, happens on more special. We got we <laughs> gotta throw we gotta throw our friends on. We gotta get the friends on first, man. That's how it works. Right. <laughs> well, then we're gonna be doing this shit for a while. Well, it's, I know, but I'm so comfortable more comfortable around you know my friends than I would be say Dan Vapid, for example, where I just fucking. Froze. Next time you have Dan on, get him to bash things. It was <laughs> it was so it was so weird meeting him because that was the same week that that show was a chop shop and. I see him walk by, and I'm like, Dan, how's it going? He goes, yeah. He's like, what's up? I was like, yeah, I did the show. And <laughs> I was like, oh. I will I'm say like, yeah. Dan, Dan is uh, the first person I ever met that was on a record or anything like that. Like the first, uh, you're talking 30 years ago. And I, I Jason will uh, like tease me about my Dan Vapid fanboyness. But I think he, I, I think he's the best our genre has to offer. Oh yeah, that he continues to grow as an artist. Uh, I, I, I always say when you talk about his previous bands, he may not remember everything about all his previous bands because he's always looking towards the next project, and I, I, I think that's pretty endearing for someone that could probably whip out three chord punk rock songs that are classics without even thinking about it. You know? Yeah. Very yeah, very true. But uh, I want to thank you both so much for 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 hanging out with us tonight and giving us your time. Um, it was awesome like, to talk to you guys more, um, just outside of social media. And you know, your friendship is awesome, and what you guys are doing is great. And yeah, Definitely. I was. I, I hope you guys had a great time like we did because I was oh, absolutely. I enjoy listening to you guys just talk. Honestly, it was it was excellent. It was yeah. definitely. Keep doing your thing. If I give a shout out to Neon Lights, uh, my other band. Uh, yeah, give a shout out to Ed, whatever you want, you know, man. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate it, and you, you guys are great. Keep doing your thing. Thanks. Yeah, and thank um, you. 
I know I wish we had a song we could play, but I mean, we usually do a song in the intro. Does anybody want us to just, do you guys want to? Yeah, let, let's, pick, let's pick a song for them to play, Jason. Come on, what should it be? From what, one, one, you mean from one of the videos you posted? No, just like a song from just anybody. a song. Anybody, oh, let's do uh, let's let's do uh, Valerie Loves Me. Do it, material issue. Valerie Loves Me, Jim Ellison, rest in peace. Cool, all right, we so, got it. Well, favorite thank- of the band. So, hey, th- thank hey, guys, thanks a lot for having us. Yeah, this is a blast. Oh, it was great talking. Thank to you, guys. and awesome. enjoy your week. And uh, yeah, I guess like I'm sorry hey, to take you off, but it's yeah, just good luck on the surgery, buddy. Yes, thank you, I need it. Yes, oh. good luck. We'll be Thanks. thinking about you, and you're going to be great. You're going to have time to recover. We'll be thinking about you and sending positive vibes your way, dude. Not to oh, be kiss, morbid, kiss. If, you, if you do die, <laughs> Jason and I might be available. Okay. okay. So I'll get in two co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at it. Don't look at it as losing a co-host. Look at it as gaining. I'm gaining one more. <laughs> there you go. You're not gonna die. Okay, I have well, well, just, just so you guys know, I have, go to, on. I have to edit these episodes, so that's on your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that see that that's the unsung like I, I never realized. You know, when you listen to these podcasts, I I that was kind of the one final thing I was going to ask you guys too. I know we got to wrap it up, but yeah. just kind of want to get your take on some other you know of, of the podcasts in our bubble and stuff. You know, just like I I just you know I have so much respect for what you guys do, what Jughead's doing, you know, what Nate's doing with the Dummy Room. Just yeah. I know the the work that goes into it. You know, I just I mean. This is the easy part, just having the conversation. But then afterwards, right. all the editing, and so props to oh, you guys. Yeah. That's all. That's a whole other oh, art. I yeah. can't even. Well, well, props to Jughead and Nate because they do it by themselves. Nick and I can bounce off each other. Right. So, yeah. so, so props to those two for doing it by themselves because there's no way I, would, I could do that. At least when you know with Nick with our guests, we can keep the conversation. I don't know if I can do that by myself. So I mean, yeah. thank you, Nick, for doing being being on the ship with me when we do this, you know. So absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, huge shout out to Jughead Show, and I mean, the dummy room I fucking adore. So Nate's a great dude. So everyone's everyone's doing what they do, and they're doing it, and they're just killing it, man. And it's it's awesome. Awesome, yeah. There's room for everybody, man. Everyone, absolutely, cool. absolutely. Fully All right, thanks, agree. boys. Thank you, you guys. Have a great, thanks, great rest of your week. We will talk soon. Great. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Good night, guys. See ya. Well, yeah. we want to thank – Nick and I want to thank uh, Nate and uh, Jason for joining us tonight. It was it was awesome. Uh, great dudes. And uh, we will feel air holes um, when Nick recovers from his surgery. We're going to probably take some time off to let him do what he needs to do. Keep him in your thoughts. Um, send positive messages. Uh, I love you, dude. You're going you're gonna to be, be fine. It's going to oh, help you in the long run. Love You're you gonna too. be just fine. Thanks, That's man. right. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. All right. You have a great night, man. You too. Good night.